Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Vanderson. Please be sure to have heard my disclaimer on episode number one, or you may read it at intunewithyou.com slash summaries dash disclaimer. I'm going to summarize the first week of reading. On day one, we begin with the account of creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the first day where he separated light, which is the day, from darkness, which is the night. On the second day of creation, he separated the waters of the earth and heaven and inserted the sky. On the third day of creation, God separated the land from the sea and produced all plant life. On the fourth day of creation, God created the sun, moon, and stars. On the fifth day of creation, God created the water and the sky creatures. On the sixth day, God created all animals, which includes humans created in God's image. And on the seventh day, God called it holy and he rested. While immersed in a perfect environment, enjoying unrestricted fellowship with God, and in spite of their innocence, Adam and Eve, the first humans, birthed original sin. They did this by disobeying the one and only rule given to them. Humans were then banished from the Garden of Eden to protect them from becoming eternally and hopelessly lost. But in the midst of his judgment, God promised an ultimate victory of good over evil. Note that God punished Adam and Eve, but he only cursed the serpent and the ground. Day 2 God accepted Abel's sacrifice and rejected Cain's. Cain became very angry, but refused God's advice and committed the world's first murder. It was against his brother. God banished him and his family line was wiped out later in the flood. One of Cain's descendants named Jubal was the inventor of the harp and flute. People first began to worship God by name at the time of Adam's grandson through Seth. His name was Enosh. Three notable descendants are mentioned here. Enoch, who did not die. Methuselah, who lived the longest of all people. And Noah, whose family was saved in the boat that he built according to God's instructions. Humankind's evil became so rampant that God decided to wipe out everything on earth, including all the people, except for the eight members of Noah's family. One pair of each animal, apparently including the pests, some animals for a post-flood sacrifice, and enough food to sustain everyone for one year. Surely Noah warned the disbelievers during the hundred years it took to build his boat. Reference 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. Day 3 of the reading, God declared that Noah was the only righteous man on earth. Noah followed all of God's instructions in preparation for the flood. Unexpectedly to the unbelievers, the underground waters erupted and torrential rains began to fall on the very day that 600-year-old Noah, his wife, sons, and daughters-in-law entered the ark with the animals. It rained for 40 days and nights until the highest mountain peaks were covered and everything that breathed, every creature outside the ark had died. 
a year after the rains began, God told Noah to leave the ark. God reiterated his first instructions to man, which was to spread out and populate the earth. God changed the human diet from vegetarian to omnivore. You may do a comparison, Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 with Genesis chapter 9 verse 3. And God also shortened mankind's lifespan. Then God placed the rainbow in the sky as a sign of his covenant and to comfort everyone who would be fearful of death by rain. The reading ends with a list of Noah's descendants and the cursing of his grandson Canaan for his disrespectful behavior concerning Noah's shameful drunkenness. Day 4. The Tower of Babel. God intended for humans to spread out across the land, but many of Noah's descendants united to build a great city. Realizing the power that lay in their united ambition, God divided them up by reprogramming their brains to each speak a new language so that they could not communicate with each other any longer and thus continue their building program. This section lists the family tree of Abram, who was called by God to leave the polytheistic city of Ur to travel to an unknown destination. Upon his arrival in Canaan, God promised the land that he could see to Abram. He responded by building the first altar mentioned in Scripture. Abram relocated to Egypt to avoid starvation. Then he and Lot separated when they returned because their herds were too crowded. God repeated his promise to Abram, and so Abram built another altar. Abram defeated the armies of four kings with only 318 men from his household to rescue captive Lot. Abram paid the first scripture-recorded tithe to the king and priest Melchizedek. Day 5. Abram feared that without a son, one of his servants would become his heir. God covenanted to provide Abram a son and innumerable descendants. Then he foretold of their coming 400 years of slavery in an eventual deliverance from Egypt and their return to Canaan. God credited Abram with righteousness for believing this promise, but later Abram tried to rush God's plan by conceiving Ishmael, the patriarch of the Ishmaelites, with his wife's Egyptian servant, Hagar. Family strife ensued, but God promised to bless Hagar with many descendants. God covenanted again with 99-year-old Abram, revealed his name as El Shaddai, which translated means God Almighty, and changed Abram's name to Abraham, and Sarah's name was changed from Sarai to Sarah. In addition to obedience, now the terms of the generational covenant included circumcision. God stated that his covenant would be confirmed through Isaac, the patriarch of the Israelites, who had not yet even been conceived. Day 6. The Lord reappeared to Abraham on his way to inspect the city of Sodom. During the visit, he repeated the promise that now 90-year-old Sarah would give birth. She denied that she laughed in disbelief. Abram's pleading for mercy demonstrated the power of humble intercession to save his nephew from impending doom. Lot was saved, but Sodom was horrifically destroyed. Then he, like his uncle's previous foolish act that produced another one of Israel's sworn enemies, the Ishmaelites, Lot's incest produced more nemesis namely the Moabites and the Ammonites. In fear for his life, Abraham deceived King Abimelech by identifying Sarah as his sister. God intervened successfully by warning the king not to touch her. 
Here we find the first recording of the term, quote, prophet, end quote, in scripture. That would be found in Genesis chapter 20, verse 7. Finally, Isaac was born to 100-year-old Abraham and 90 to 91-year-old Sarah, who at this point was laughing again, but this time in belief. Day 7. Because of family strife, Abraham sent Hagar and Ishmael, his firstborn son, away to live in the wilderness. God was with the boy, and they settled in Paran. Abraham made a treaty with Abimelech to settle a dispute over a well. Then God tested Abraham's faith by commanding him to sacrifice Isaac, the promised son. He passed the test, and Isaac's life was spared. Following this, Sarah the only woman in scripture whose age at death is recorded, died at the age of 127. Abraham purchased land that he already owned, as promised by God, from the Hittites so that he could bury Sarah. Finally, we read the account of Abraham's servant traveling far away to Aram Naharaim to find Isaac, a suitable wife from Abraham's family because he did not want his son to marry a Canaanite. With God's help, Rebekah was discovered. She agreed to marry Isaac. This meant that within a 24-hour period, Rebekah's life changed from doing family chores to becoming a wife to a faraway stranger. This meant that she would immediately leave her family, apparently to never see them again. This ends the first week's summary of Bible reading. My next podcast will begin with Day 8. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.